Hello to all the mamas listening. I'm Eden, Brittany's daughter. I want to let you know that us kids need our parents praying for us. Mama made a beautiful prayer journal to help you do that. Find the Head to Toe Prayer Journal at www.nohiracalling.org. Ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Thanks so much for joining me again on the No Higher Calling podcast. As we continue with our theme of simplifying for January of 2024, we are going to talk about the magic question. So maybe that intrigued you and that's why you're listening to this episode and you're like, what is the magic question? Well, I can't claim this as my own. It came from someone um, (laughs) with much more wisdom and insight than me. Um, But Kendra Adachi wrote the book, The Lazy Genius Way. I actually did a book club, I guess a year or two ago. Um, with Sarah Boots from Altogether Lovely Collective, where we read through this book. And it was such a great book. Um, Just, it's just great. Go get it. Read it. I'll link it down in the comments. Um, It's just filled with so much insightful yet practical stuff on getting what you want out of life and enjoying it while you're doing it. Um, Simplifying, really simplifying. Um, But she had this chapter on the magic question, and I thought that it was so good and so practical, and I've implemented it into my life in a variety of different ways, and it has been so helpful for me personally. So when I was thinking about this topic of simplifying, um, it came back to my mind, and I was like, wow, we would be amiss if we did not give an episode to addressing the magic question. So what is the magic question? And it is simply this, what can I do now to make life easier later? Um, It seems so simple, but it is so profound. And throughout this episode, we're going to give a couple case scenarios of, okay, um, in this situation, how does the magic question apply and how does it save my sanity in the long run? Um, But I want to read this, uh, just these two paragraphs straight from the book. Um, that just really lay a foundation and we will springboard off of that. She says, not using the magic question is like playing whack-a-mole. In whack-a-mole, you respond to the urgent. One wrinkly brown face pops up into view and you focus on knocking it back down. But while you deal with that mole, out pops another. Soon you're randomly pounding the machine and hoping for the best. You're creeped out by how familiar that sounds, aren't you? You feel crazy because everything is happening at once. Everyone needs you right now. The dryer is buzzing. The car is out of gas. The permission slip is due. And you still haven't decided what's for dinner. Um, been there? I have. <laughs> Where just everything is screaming, Mom! Um, everything needs you. Everybody needs you. 
And sometimes they can just feel like, oh my goodness. And I'm not going to say that the magic question has solved that for me. Life is still life. Being a mom is still being a mom. And there are times where, you know, I've, I feel like an octopus with all eight arms pulled in different directions. Um, but this has been very helpful for me, just implementing very simple baby steps into my life of asking this question, what can I do now to make life easier later? How it's just kind of set me in this rhythm of looking ahead, of preparing ahead to try to make different moments more smooth. Um, And so you got to ask yourself this question and then you've got to follow through. And I think that's really important. Sometimes we get so bogged in on something like, oh, this magical question that's going to solve everything. Well, if you don't actually follow through on it, it doesn't really help you. So ask the question, And then let's talk about a follow through. Your goal is to stay one step ahead so you're not putting out fires as a daily part of your every day. Um, You want to try to keep keep that one step ahead. I didn't say 10 steps ahead. I didn't say 100 steps ahead. Just one step. One step. Trying to stay one step ahead. So she gives several different case studies in this book of just scenarios in which the magic question is helpful. So I want to talk through a few of these that are just things that I have dealt with um, to bring this in and give you like a, oh, okay, that's what she's talking about. So one of them is dinner. Have you ever gotten to, you know, four, five o'clock and all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, that was the garage door. My husband's home and I haven't thought about dinner yet. Um, and so you're either going to like hope that something is in the freezer that you can pull out really quick, like, uh, you know, put chicken nuggets in the oven or you're ordering a pizza, um, which has then a domino effect. Okay. Well then we didn't plan on paying for a restaurant tonight. Um, now our restaurant budget is in the hole, you know, just that domino effect of, oh boy, I messed up. Um, so how, what can we do now or ahead of time in the future to make dinner easier later? And sometimes, you know, that can look different from person to person. That can look different from day to day. Um, But for me, some things that have really helped is deciding what is going to be for dinner. So I do menu plan. I will link down in the comments an episode that I did on menu planning. Um, But on Friday, I go ahead and plan the whole next week's menu. This helps me with grocery shopping. Um, This helps me with uh, planning our menu. I, I, I look at my calendar while I plan the menu. So I know, hey, if we've got, you know, a crazy day on Tuesday, then Tuesday dinner better be really simple. Um, Or, you know, okay, I have more time this day. So this is the day I'm going to try that new recipe that I've been wanting to do. But doing that and thinking that through, that means that all week, and I have a menu chalkboard that like hangs in my kitchen. So I see it and it is just a visual cue or reminder to help me think through Okay, uh, what's up and coming? Do I need to set meat out to thaw? Do I need to go to the grocery store? Do I need to place an online grocery pickup? Uh, what do I need to do? That Just that simple thing helps me to stay a step ahead instead of, like I said, getting to that four or five o'clock hour and being like, what are we eating for dinner? I've known since last Friday that Tuesday is going to be, you know, hamburger night or whatnot. Um, but just... Getting those things kind of helping me think towards it. And another thing that it allows me to do, kind of having that mental plan, 
is also if I do have pockets of time throughout my day that might be unexpected, hey, I'm going to slip in the kitchen and I'm going to go ahead and peel my potatoes because I know that we're going to be having mashed potatoes later tonight or, you know, whatever things that, you know, if, if I've just, I can squeeze them in other portions of time because I have the time instead of saving it all for dinner. So that's just a few things, ways that I can think ahead. Um, and then sometimes that even looks like, hey, when I get my groceries, let's go ahead and just watch the vegetables. Or if, you know, it's a nap time and I find myself with 15 extra minutes, um, let's just chop up some fruit so that we're good to go for lunch tomorrow. Just thinking ahead when it comes to food, asking what can I do now to make later easier. Um, Another area that she addresses is laundry. What can I do now to make laundry easier later? Um, So we are now a family of seven, so I feel like there's always laundry to be done. I do not do any laundry on Sundays, but pretty much every other day of the week, I am doing laundry. Something that has been so helpful for me personally is the night before I go ahead and fill the washing machine. I have a front loader washer, so I just throw it all in there. I leave the door open, but the laundry is moved from the laundry basket. You know, if I'm doing semi-anized laundry, I just dump it in. If I'm doing the girls dump in the girl's load. It is sitting there ready for me because I found it is best for me to start laundry like first thing in the morning. I mean, usually in the morning, I come out, I go straight to the kitchen, I start the laundry, and then I go start making breakfast. That's kind of the first like tasks of home that I tackle. But getting that laundry going first thing in the morning has been so helpful because if I start it by 7.30, then my first load is done by like 9.30, If I want to put it outside on the clothesline, I get to do it in the morning hours where it is beautiful and refreshing and not yet scorching hot. Um, I know that's crazy for January, but we're in Australia in the Southern Hemisphere and it is like baking summer degrees here. Um, So if I want to put it outside, I can. If not, if I just need it to be simple, throw it in the dryer. But that way by like my afternoon time... Um, while we, you know, we have an hour and a half of established quiet time in our home and the kids know that's mama's time to do whatever it is she needs to do, but I have laundry done. So if I want to fold it, it's there. It's not waiting for me piled up at night. Um, I just, I, that it just helped me to stay one step ahead. And that seems like such a small thing, but again, it's asking the question, what can I do now to make life easier? I'm not a huge morning person. You know, by the time that I come out in the morning, my kids are up, I'm, they're ready to go with the day. So that one step the night before pretty much ensures almost a hundred percent of the time that that laundry button, you know, the soap's going to be dumped and the start is going to be pushed because the work is already done. It's there. It's sitting there. I just have to do that. Um, so that has been very helpful. Uh, another one that she talks about is coming home from vacation. And this is one that I just, it, it is so my personality. Um, what, you know, vacations are great. I love vacations. It's so fun to get away as a family, but sometimes when you come back from them, it's like, was that worth it? So much is waiting for you at home and you're going to, I mean, you're going to have to put stuff away. You're going to have to wash laundry. You're going to have to do all of those things, but asking yourself, what is something that I can do ahead of time that will make that smoother when I come home? And one of those for me is I do not like to go anywhere without leaving a clean house behind me. 
If we're going on vacation, you better bet that I am going to have a clean house before we leave so that when I come home, it's not like, oh, wow, on top of trying to get back into our regular normal rhythm, I have a really dirty house. Um, that just for me has been has been so huge. And maybe it doesn't have to be this huge like spring deep cleaning. Maybe it's just tidying up, putting things back in their place, resetting the house before you leave. Um, sometimes you need to have a dinner plan before you get home. I know when we were in the season of deputation and so much back and forth travel, it was, you know, there were a lot of times where we were rolling in in the evenings after being in the car for all day. We'd been away. I didn't have groceries. Um, so thinking ahead, and, and some things were such a blessing to me in that season, like online grocery pickup or um, Aldi delivered to our house. So sometimes if I knew like, hey, we're going to roll up at home at five o'clock and everybody's going to be hungry and nobody's going to want to go back out because we've been driving all day. Let's just have Aldi deliver the groceries. Um, things like that. Unpacking right away is one that she mentioned. I think that that is really helpful. Sometimes you tend to just kind of open the suitcase and continue living out of the suitcase, but just unpack it, get it all put back, um, so that you're just fresh slate. Let's jump back into life as normal. But those are just a few different case scenarios, I guess, that she gave. And, and I think one of them that I did not mention was after school. And I know that that can be an overwhelming one for a lot of people whose children go to school. You know, you, you get back at 3.30, 4 o'clock. Everybody wants a snack. You've got to get dinner. People need to get going with homework. You're also trying to catch up with your kids from being gone all day. Um, that's not one that personally really affects my life, so I didn't address it too much in this podcast episode. But she gave some really good thoughts on, okay, Basically finding like, what is your pain point? Is it the laundry? Is it dinner? Um, is it getting out the door in the morning? Maybe you, your work or again, school or whatever. Um, you know, I know there are even times where we might have a play date the next day. And, you know, having a lot of kids, a lot of little kids, you know, toddlers that need to make sure that they're changed and then going to the bathroom and baby that needs nursed and, you know, all these kids you got to make sure have shoes on, different things like that. It can just feel so overwhelming to get out the door. So asking myself, okay, what can I do early to set us up. Okay, if we're going to the zoo with a friend, let's go ahead in the night before I'm going to pack the diaper bag. Make sure we have plenty of diapers. Make sure that we have snacks. Make sure that everybody's water bottle is filled. Um, little things like that. And again, this isn't anything, you know, I'm not trying to complicate life. We're trying to simplify it, right? That's what this whole uh, chat and discussion this month has been about. Um, but just asking this, bringing this question into your everyday living, uh, finding those pain points, those times where you're just like, I want to pull my hair out because I, it's all going in all directions and I, there's just not enough of me to focus on what I need to focus. Asking yourself, well, what could I do ahead of time, early, preparatory, to make this go smoother, to make this happen with less chaos. Um, and I know she said at the end of the book, or at the end of the chapter, she says, don't do something unless it's legitimately helpful. Use what works, ignore what doesn't, and don't complicate it. And again, like I said, we're trying to simplify. I loved that, wrapping this up. Um, you know, just, just, do do what works for you. 
do, and it may seem like something so small and insignificant. Like I said, you know, let's make sure that that there are plenty of diapers and baby wipes in the backpack and that it's sitting by the door. Like that takes me a minute, two minutes, maybe if I have to refill the bag. Um, but yet I appreciate that. The next day when I'm trying like, okay, guys, it's time. We were already running behind. We got to get out the door when all I have to do is scoop up the diaper bag and we're off and I can rest knowing that it is packed. It is ready to go. That has been done ahead of time. So um, these are just some different areas that she had shared in her book that really have just been helpful to me to ask this magical question um, that really has just helped me in my simplification, in my daily life, um, just working through some things. I I know one other area I'll share really quick uh, because we do homeschool, so I remember when we were really trying to get some rhythms going this year. Um, I hadn't been really doing any prep work the night before as far as laying things out. I was just grabbing as we came to it. But I felt like I was always like in this transition, like where's the books, who's next? It just wasn't smooth. We weren't moving from thing to thing, from subject to subject very smoothly. Um, So I just decided, hey, the night before... I'm just going to lay it out like, okay, here's your, here's math books. We're going to open to the lesson. Here's everything that we need. There's math. Here's language arts. Here's our unit study. Um, and again, that seems like such a simple thing, but I found that in the like everyday life that it was so helpful to be able to say now like, okay, we're going to quickly transition. And, and I found if the transitions were too long, like where I'm clamoring around for books, you know, next thing I know, my kids have already ran outside or they're off playing Legos and then having to pull them back from that was difficult. So if the transition is quick, like math books closed, put those away, grabbing up unit study, which is right here beside me, ready to go. Everybody's clipboard is ready. Let's distribute this. It was just a very, very smooth transition. Um, kept everybody on board on the train that was already headed forward. Um, and we were just able to go with that. So that has been just very helpful. Those are just some practical ways in my own life that I have asked this question and that I have seen benefit from it. So I know this episode is super short. Enjoy it um, because I feel like we've had some really long ones recently. But uh, I I just think it's a great thing in, in the topic of simplification, in life, in being very practical. Um, it's a really helpful question that I has helped me and that I hope will help you. So if you have ever heard of this and implemented it or if you're going to try it, I'd love to hear from you. And uh, let me know. Let me know what little thing, what baby step did you take to do something now that will help you in the future? Um, I know another one that is really popular is just like cleaning up your kitchen the night before. Hit the reset button on your kitchen. I do that and that is so helpful for me going into the next day when I don't have dishes in the sink and food everywhere and crumbs on the floor. Um, I just, I love coming out to a fresh, clean kitchen. Um, so there's just endless ways that this could work and everybody's going to look a little different because everybody has a different way that they run their home and do their thing. Um, but I'd love for you to share with me some ways that this is helpful for you. 
So you can engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. Email me at nohighercallingpodcast at gmail.com. But I thank you ladies so much for joining me in this episode as we discussed the magic question. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.